Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So today, on a fine Monday, I'm recording here on April 20th, 2020. I like to timestamp things nowadays so people understand that you may not hear this show for a month or so from now, but we're always putting in the hustle, and there's lots of influencers trying to get their positive message out there. So I'm going with positivity to set the stage, and I'm going with mindset work to set the stage because I love mindset. I love psychology. And uh, here's a little hint. I love chiropractic care. But I also love people who understand maybe, which I'm having fun, I think is the first person to bring this on today, could be an edutainer for you all. So uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's right. Today I have an edutainer as a guest co-host. And uh, his fan, he, he entertains his fans as the, I'm not kidding here, rapping stress doctor. I do not rap, so I think that would be hilarious to discuss as well. Uh, but let me tell you, I think he actually thinks it might be wiser to learn to let love in a little bit as well. Uh, so without further ado, there's a lot more about this gentleman. We're going to go over the uh, his method, uh, his little program. might be a big program. But without further ado, Dr. Nemesir Ramani, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Scott. What right. a beautiful uh, intro. Yeah, well, you know, first of all, <clears throat> kudos on going with just Dr. Nima. I'm a marketing mm-hmm. guy, so I'm like, just make it easy for people. Yeah. You know, it's not rocket science. So. It, it- yeah, it's per- it's a Persian background. So a lot of people when they first meet me, they're like, "Oh, that's a male name." Yeah, it's 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 like Mike in Iran. Uh, Nima is a very common uh, Persian name. So, so uh, I love the fact you're bringing up Persia because I'm a geek yeah. about history. I studied world cultures before I did my degree in marketing and psychology. So I love that piece because people to this day, the younger generation is like, "What is Persia?" Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of a big part of our history. <laughs> Yeah, it's in Iran, which is actually where my journey began. I was born in Iran and I moved to Canada at the age of four during the uh, Iran-Iraq war at the beginning stages of it with the revolution when the revolution was happening. Wow. And two twin, me and my twin brother at the age of four, we came to Canada. And so that our our parents literally left everything behind. Usually massive war like that makes people do that started over and I didn't realize how relevant that was in what I do until very recently talking about intergenerational trauma and the fact that this feeling of lack of safety that we have that's stuck in our bodies actually comes from somewhere. Hmm. And unless we actually unpack that and heal that, we can't really transform our health and our relationships. So a lot of that came out of really your own uh, self-discovery, self-awareness. By the way, real quick, Fraternal or identical? I am a fraternal twin. Okay. Just had to ask. I was like, you know, everyone's else twins? just drops that twin zinger in there. I can't just skip over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a dentist. I became a chiropractor. Oh, uh, interesting. We're very close. But we're so very different. And uh, the, the family of origin story between the two of us makes a very big piece of why I teach what I teach today. I, I love that. I mean, I, I tell people all the time, so I, I don't really – Unless I cut myself or break something or uh, in a rare case a year ago accidentally collapse along, I don't go to an MD. I, I get regular massage. I do a lot of mindset work. I have a regular chiropractor. One of my best friends I, I road bike with, uh, he's, he's, a, he's my dentist. And uh, actually, he's, he's really niched. He does mobile dentistry. Like He goes to these elder care facilities and does everything. I, I didn't know that was a thing. I'm sure your brother yeah. might know something about that. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's there. They, they have mobile chiropractic services too. So See? there you go. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's doing great. Well, yeah. You know, he At was, this time. We, we, let, let's timestamp it again. We are yeah. recording, ladies and gentlemen, right in the middle of uh, obviously the COVID-19 pandemic. And there's been a lot of positive and negative energy coming out of this. We, perfect tie, obviously, back to what you just said around what could be underlying our mindset and what mm-hmm. might have programmed us from a young age and <laughs> triggers these fight or flight uh, responses that I see uh, being tossed up all over social media, which totally. forces me to unplug. <laughs> totally, exactly. And the first thing if, for us you know, to navigate through this uncertain time is to really examine what is really going on because it's not about the pandemic Mm -hmm. what's happening in everybody's reactivity towards it rather than rational um 
action and responsiveness, the reactivity comes from the fact that it wasn't about the COVID-19 pandemic. It was, we're talking intergenerationally. We're talking World War, you know, World War One, World War Two, uh, the 9-11 stuff mm -hmm. that went on. Uh, we are at the effect of intergenerational trauma. And so normally we have jobs and all of these distractions to kind of keep us from actually dealing with those things. But this interesting time with the COVID pandemic craze is that it, it's actually getting us to, to face what we've been distracting all along. I mean, working with people who are going through relationship crisis, with health crisis, what we do for them is, is get them to see exactly why they ended up exactly where they are. Uh, from a place of victimhood. Well, people and, underestimate that impact of, some people want to call it social engineering. Um, I believe it's social and psychologically tied. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I grew up, I, I tell this all the time, like I grew up with not a lot of money, right? My family mm -hmm. worked hard. I was a farm kid. I mean, then I chased the corporate dreams, left it all behind, did the firefighting thing for a while. That's why fires and a logo and then became an entrepreneur and podcaster and all this other stuff. So but it's only because I wanted to do everything opposite of the way I was raised. <laughs> and that, here's that, the comes, thing. that comes from childhood. <laughs> well, here's the thing. This is the interesting thing you got to really understand, Scott, is that the best part of a crisis, it's kind of like a divorce or a midlife crisis. It causes us to look and go, all right, to unpack the results of our lives and to really take a look. And in your case, you said, I wanted to do the exact opposite. Now, we think we have control over our lives, our health, our relationships. But when the gift of a crisis is for us to look back and then see the reality intergenerationally, mm. whether you were doing everything to please mommy and daddy and do everything that they said, or you were doing, like yourself, everything to be the exact opposite of what you had, you still are entangled by that subordination to that thing. In other words, oh, yeah. it's running you, whether you're trying to do everything to, to, to be exactly like or the exact opposite of, you're not actually the one in control. You are being governed by these unconscious complexes that show up every time you get triggered mm -hmm. as a window of information for you to either explore or ignore. And this is really what, what this whole message is all about. Well, I love where you're going with all this because this also ties back to, I, I was just on a Zoom call a week ago, not a podcast, but just like working in a mastermind group and helping people. And we were talking about the big components of self-awareness, um, mm -hmm. slowing down enough, especially during a transition like this, because I call it a transition. That's what it is. It's temporary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but not everybody has, and you, maybe you'll appreciate this. I bring it up a lot nowadays. Uh, I call it the timeline, right? We're all just at a different place on the timeline. And that ability to self be more self-aware comes from practice and influence from other people as you grow. But then the people who react the sharpest and the, I say aggressively, haven't, <clears throat> haven't been able to get that type of influence. What are your thoughts on that? Well, Viktor Frankl says that uh, if you've ever, have you read Viktor Frankl's yes. Man's Search for Meaning? Okay, he says, I, yeah. he says this very profound thing. And it, it, in, in this little one little quote is the secret to an, an amazing existence in the universe as far as health, as far as relationships, as far as your business goes, courage and all of these things, authenticity and vulnerability comes between stimulus and response. There's a space. Mm-hmm. And in that space lies our freedom to choose. And in that choice lies our power. I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing it. No, that's, but, I, but I think people need a paraphrase to help it more yeah. connect better. Essentially, that moment between stimulus, the trigger, and the response gives us so much information. It's basically... It's the within that space between stimulus and response and how we naturally have a tendency to react unconsciously mm -hmm. is the code of all of our primary wounding that didn't start with us and it didn't even start with our parents. It's been going on from generation to generation. And let me give you an example of that. If you all of a sudden, when you were a kid, um, you spilt the milk and all of a sudden, your father or your mother in their unconscious state didn't have the ability to say, oh, Scott, you know what? Accidents happen. You are loved regardless. 
There's nothing to feel ashamed of. That is not you a common are, response. <laughs> but that's not how most people would do that. How mm. is it normally experienced? Why did you do that? Mm. Immediately in that little three-year-old version of Scott, his unconscious mind is completely wide open to suggestion from parents, from the world, because there's no consciousness in that. Oh, moment. Your, your free, your, your, was it prefrontal cortex is nowhere near Isn't, being fully developed. There's yet. no filter. There's right. no filter. So everything that you say, you turn to your kid and go, How, why did you do that, Scott? Immediately, this feeling bubbles up, this really sharp, intense expression of feeling that goes up that your body, that your brain has no idea what to, to make of it. And in, in, as it goes up from the bottom to the top, your, your conscious brain in that moment decides to make meaning of the feeling. And the meaning, guess what the meaning that you're going to make of that, Scott? Well, it becomes an emotional, re emotionally charged response, right? Like it's programming that. Totally. And what's the program that you give yourself in that moment because of that event? Well, through fear, don't do that again. <laughs> but it's exactly. led by fear. Exactly. But essentially, you then now believe that I'm not enough. I'm not worthy of love. I'm not lovable because of my mistakes. So now add that to a plethora of other experiences growing up. You then are raised to not trust those feelings and emotions because when they come up or when you make a mistake or there's these feelings of I'm a failure, you're doing everything you can. You develop this ego to, to do everything it can to protect that really painful experience. And so now you have these complexes that pretty much run your life where you have to choose between authenticity, who I am, what my expression is versus attachment. Well, do I, do I eclipse who I am in service of approval? Right. And that carries through throughout our entire lives. And then you hit your 20s and then you hit your 30s and you're so used to abandoning yourself and betraying your own feelings and emotions in service of approval that you then wake up one day and go, I don't know who I am. Hmm. I don't know who's me. Who is the real me? Let's see. What can I tie that to? Age 26. I'm now 42. Mm -hmm. I uh, decided to hunt out a book. Not online. Went to a mm -hmm. Barnes and Noble. And because somewhere, somehow, I couldn't figure out what was going on with me. So I searched out a book called The Quarter Life Crisis. Not the midlife crisis, the quarter life crisis. Because I was losing my mind. Like I yeah. was like chasing the corporate dreams, but I wasn't happy. And I just went through a breakup. And then I was trying to decide if I was going to finish going back to school on nights and weekends. The and perfect that, storm. And, and then I'm thinking about maybe becoming a firefighter and doing something completely outside the, all the normal reservation. Who is Scott? Yeah, right? Yeah. Who is Scott? And that's happening and then, more and more as people are younger nowadays, right? Do you totally. feel that's happening more? Uh, well, yes, absolutely. It happens in – this is what I call transitional anxiety. Mm. It happens in every stage of our hero's journey where we're now out to a call to adventure. Mm -hmm. There's a call to adventure. It's like, okay, the old world no longer exists. So there was a breakup for your in your case. Some for some people, the wake up call is a is a divorce. For others, is a diagnosis. For others, it's a financial collapse. Whatever causes you to wake up and awaken from this unconscious go 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 unconsciously to try to yeah. compensate for these complexes that we don't even know yeah. exist. The benefit of the pandemic, the crisis, is now I got to look. By the way, Calvin the Coonhound says hi. That's all that's, good. That's hey, what's our, up? That's our three-legged uh, cancer survivor Coonhound. Amazing, and, amazing. Uh, I, I, Tell every him once hello. in a while, so here's the best part. You can I go hear him, but actually the, the listeners never he get can't to hear. hear. The microphone yeah. filters it out. But I love sharing yeah. him because he's part of my life. And he he's actually beautiful. removes anxiety. So he's he's yeah. he's a great companion. Yeah. But I didn't have I don't I didn't always own dogs back then. And I love where mm -hmm. you went with that because it took the breakup to and luckily I was studying psychology at the time. And you appreciate this. So there was I learned about the how the average person has five to six primary focuses of domain in, in their life. And depending on what book of psychology they they refer them different ways. So obviously my they said that here's here's where your stress anxiety comes in, probably different than your procedure, but they say, listen, if you allow too many of these domains to drop below that zero axis, that that balance, right? You 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 see stress and anxiety increase. And mm -hmm. they said this is very common, right? Because if you're a student, obviously the education domain is pretty high. 
Yeah. If you're also like me, I was building a career. So I had my career and my education career. pretty high. Yeah. And then, then a relationship. My, oh, relationships fell out my butt. My, I wasn't being in touch with my family. And totally. all of a sudden, because I was that out of balance, Wake I, up call. I was ignoring it all. I thought yeah. everything was good because like you said, I was go, 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 go. And then as soon as one more domain slant got slammed and dropped mm -hmm. below that zero access, boom. Can't ignore it. it went Can't off. ignore it anymore. See, what I discovered as a chiropractor uh, working with people over the last 15, 20 years is that most of the problems people were coming to see me for were stress in stress related in origin. And mm -hmm. most of them were wake up calls. In other words, you can't ignore what this is bringing to you. What I've discovered is we are so chronically used to self abandonment mm -hmm. in service of success, in service of approval, in service of recognition, the shiny new object. This is very common for entrepreneurs going on that hamster wheel because maybe if I reach this level, then that feeling of unworthiness maybe will finally go away. And when you get to that and it doesn't, and you're like, fuck, yeah. what just, what's going on? Where is that? And it's, this thus begins our spiritual journey of trying to discover who it is we are. And the access point, what I've discovered to helping my patients who are coming with all these symptoms is to go back to our family of origin story and reconnect with the younger part of you that you can, were conditioned and learned through no fault of your own oh, yeah. and through no fault of your parents to abandon yourself in service of approval. So, so authenticity versus attachment. We're going to choose attachment every time. Your healing journey is all about going back and becoming vulnerably I'll, authentic again. I'll play a devil's advocate for fun because uh, sure. I like where you went with this. Yeah. I do tie to live with my parents, but not because uh, I am more enlightened now. I think years ago I was frustrated mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. maybe I wasn't, I don't know, set in the right motion in certain ways. I mean, a great yeah. example is I am now married just over a year and I met an amazing woman who's younger than me, five years, that's all. But she and I grew up with different money brains. Yeah. So I grew up in scarcity mindset, a blue collar family, month to month. And I spent pretty much up until the past few years living month to month financially because I never knew anything else, right? Correct. And this took- It was conditioning. It's con it was exactly. just your conditioning. I, yeah. must say, I mean, at the, now years ago- when I realized through my own personal and professional development steps, I started at first to blame others, like my family, like my of upbringing, course. and distance myself from that. And then I was like, wait a yeah. minute. They weren't conditioned with that knowledge, no. so how could they pass that on to me? Yeah, you're not a victim, right. Scott. Yeah, exactly. That's part of your healing journey to do that. Congrats on your uh, your marriage. Yeah. I literally got married two days ago. Oh, I get out of here. Come on. We, no, all we right. just got married Congrats. a couple two days ago. Yeah, in the midst Ring of all Rose. this COVID pandemic. Yeah, Look at you. Um, we we did it over Zoom. Get out of here. Yeah, we did it over oh, Zoom. Awesome. And, and for the first time in my life, I was able to based on all of my wounding, uh, I was divorced before, mm. to heal all of those wounds so that I can finally, here's what, what you win on the other side of the healing work, is your ability to create a secure, healthy attachment from that codependency. And the reason why I, as a chiropractor, am talking about that is because I discovered a long time ago this that led me to want to leave my practice and start becoming a, a teacher of, mm -hmm. of healing, like in general was that your nervous system will give you, ide identify for you the unhealed parts of you. Mm -hmm. How? Through the triggers that show up in your relationships. I agree with that. Okay, relationships become this amazing um, kind of laboratory of, of information gathering based on what pisses you off the most, what you can't stand, what you're most reactive to, that you're playing victim to the other person, wishing that they would change that thing. What I've learned is, is your work, the healing work is about becoming trigger proof, mm -hmm. not trigger less, but using those triggers as information to go through a process to understanding and widening that gap between stimulus and response. It comes through self-love. It comes through healing the, that abandoned little child within you who's still playing the victim mm -hmm. to your upbringing. And if you can then fill the cracks in the floorboard, you've now expanded that space between stimulus and response. All your relationships transform. Your confidence goes up and your body starts to heal when you do it. Oh, I, I reinforce this all the time. Obviously not in your verbatim, but I mean, it's the 
there's so much energy. Like I, I truly believe in a law of attraction, right? I truly believe in positive versus negative energy flows. Mm-hmm. I've had flow experts on here, energy experts, psychologists, physiologists, you name it. Uh, and I, even my own chiropractor who I see now, she's a bit weak. She and I end up, she always books me to have a longer session because she and I she likes, enjoy. She loves the, the, she, just, the, the, we're the talking. chat. Like she's, oh yeah, yeah. Like half, she might work on me, work on me. You're an interesting quotes. guy. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, because I don't think everybody can think or talk what you and I are talking about right now. Yeah. But it's okay because I was there one time too where I couldn't talk about this. And mm-hmm. I had to learn these things. And I then I had to test these things. I had to then realize that, first of all, I said I would never get married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So you're, you're I, what I'm they blocking call an, that energy. You're what they are called an avoidant attachment mm-hmm. style, which is the same as me. Yeah, like, my heart was all locked up. I, yep. I used when I was firefighting for those couple of years, my adventure career. I, I used to tell her, I used to tell people, say, "Oh, I can't be in a relationship." And here's my, this is a really douchey thing to say. Uh, I would say, "Well, listen, I'm gone for sometimes months at a time because I was doing wildland firefighting in the West here of the USA, mm-hmm. and it was a very extreme job." And I said, "You know, it's not fair to you or me mm-hmm. to create these distance ties." Blah blah blah. Perfect like, justification. Okay. Yeah, sure, but it's all BS. It was like, yeah, okay, exactly. come on, man. And then perfect justification. Yeah. My wife now, when we first started dating, broke up with me right before the first year of dating because my head was so far up my ass. Uh, yeah. I wasn't willing to get here was my big energy release uh, as far as triggering future marriage was the power and the energy from vulnerability. Mm. I was trying to be that yeah. tough guy. And I didn't realize that your true strength lies in that emotional energy tied around vulnerability for me. Anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. Accessing the wounded part of you and like giving space for that part of you to actually express himself without your ego trying to protect it. Oh, a lot of ego. That's what that's what that yeah. is. And so essentially people can feel that in you, right? Mm-hmm. And that blockage you think is just to kind of like, oh, this is to protect other people when in fact there's a deep – you know, what I'm kind of reading from you as well, because I work with a lot of people that the energy that I'm getting from you is that you you always did have this big heart and this deep desire to connect mm-hmm. that wasn't missing. Uh, what was actually going on was this paralyzing fear of being seen and rejected, mm-hmm. okay, being yeah. seen for who you were and rejected from that place. So you'll probably walk around as the insecure avoidant telling this story of, you know, I, I want this relationship with great ability to connect, but then as soon as things start to get like attached, yeah. you're like, okay, I got to get the fuck away yeah, uh, yeah. to just to protect, like just to keep you at arm's distance, but deep down wanting that connection. But I, not I was the never to. ending bachelor. Like I, yes. even when we were dating coming up on the first year, she's like, you were literally calling yourself a bachelor while we were dating. Yes. And she's like, we were yeah. approaching the first year anniversary. She's like, yeah. Of course I was going to break up with you. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing. The, the, the in, that's me, the insecure avoidant. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we show up that way is because as, ch- as children, when we had big feelings, you and I, when we had big feelings come up, we didn't have primary caregivers to sit down with us and say, oh, Scott, what was that like for you to feel that and, yeah. and completely get validated for those? And big feelings came up and our primary caregivers didn't know how to soothe them. Oh, no. So we then so we then learned to just like, you know what? We can't trust love. We can't trust to be seen. So I'm going to just manage it by myself and keep a wall around me. But deep down, deeply desiring to be seen, mm-hmm. but deathly afraid of that feeling of rejection and that feeling of aloneness that we felt growing up. And that's 100% called, agree. that's the, that's, that's our attachment wound. That's the insecure avoidant. And so what'll happen is we will draw in women, you and I, we will draw them in and we have no problem getting a deep connection and having them fall in love. But then as soon as that happens, it's like, oh, you're attached. Freak out. Uh, freak out. I'm going to just go away. And then they back that truck up, back that truck up, <laughs> back that truck up. And then they, they, because they, their attachment wounds are insecure, um, uh, codependent style, which is anxiously attached. They is like a perfect, their wounding is like 
always the longing. We are just wanting it, creating it, and then pushing it away. And the way that we actually heal is by taking the risk and connecting with the younger parts of us that didn't get those needs met by our primary caregivers and learning how to emotionally mature ourselves by providing that to ourselves. I'm so for me to heal that, I had to go six months of not dating, which was yes. terrifying for me. I did. Yes? I actually did a solid six months like completely celibate, everything. Terrifying. And, and everybody was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. There's no way. I'm like, oh, yeah. No way you're going to do it. I went – because I, I did so much personal professional development yeah. on, the, on the professional side. 100%. I got to the point where I'm like, wait a minute, dude. You, you're this adrenaline junkie. You've been a firefighter. You, you claim to be this tough guy across all the boards. Good looking, like, successful. On. You got it going on. He's like, you don't yeah. – I was like I – like, and then I finally it clicked in my head. And one day I was just like – he's like – I was like, dude, shit. I was like, you've never risked your heart. I was like, so what kind of, you know, so what yeah. kind of growth you oriented can go, guy you can are walk you? Into a bur- you can run into a burning bl- building, no problem. Yeah. But to actually like say, hey, you know what? I'm afraid of losing you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no way. Or, or here's, here we go. Let's go deep. Afraid of losing myself in the exactly. process. Exactly. A hundred percent. So that's the classic attachment wound called insecure avoidant. That's you and I, right? And so what I did was I said, shit, I gotta, I'm realizing my needy, my, my pretending like I got my shit together, but deeply needing the feminine. And yeah, I got to We, we were definitely to, faking it until like, cause we, totally think, we think we were making full of it. Shit. Yeah, it's all full of shit. Yeah. I was, it was, <laughs> it was complete horse shit yeah. until I, experienced pain of loneliness. I had to actually feel not seen that lonely. Like there were times where I'd be there like, whoa, wanting to text that past lover just to get that validation because I didn't know how to give it to myself. And then after a few months, I was like, wait, I'm surviving with having to have sex with somebody. Whoa, I'm, I'm, Okay. And then looking, going, wow, I actually like this person. And slowly within a few months of that, boom, I met Diana. It was one of those, and here's the here's the interesting thing. And you weren't looking was, for it. I wasn't looking for it, but I started dating girls. I, yeah. I was just I, after going on a dry spell. I went and I started dating again. And when I met Diana, I wasn't hiding it. I was like, yeah, I'm just kind of like meeting, getting to know a lot of people. And she goes, well, listen, I really care about you, but I care about myself too. Mm. I want to feel for a man. I want to, I want a man to feel about me the way I feel for you. And if that's not you, I'm willing to, you know, it, wow. I'm not going to be cool with you dating other, other women. And I Sounds was like, like you locked Whoa. out a strong woman there. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, Whoa, usually I'm used to merging with the needy ones who are like, okay, whatever you say, you know what I'm talking about? It's boring. I'm not, I don't, I've never liked that. You know, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Exactly. I never liked that. I mean, even before and after the growth, I was we like, say we do, but yeah. It's annoying. We don't, it's too we don't, easy. We don't, we don't put a ring on that. No, it's too, it was too easy. No. No. But here's the thing. She had the secure attachment style that, that she wanted and was painful. There was tears, but she basically let me go. And I was just sitting there going, okay, oh, yeah. so what do you propose? I have this. It's like, it's like I have this thing. I have this broken knee. It's like this wound. This yeah. is who I am. I'm never going to commit. I'm never, I'm not that guy. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to like, how, how do you propose we solve this? And she goes, give me one month is what she said. Oh, interesting. Give me one month where you're not seeing anyone. If we can't develop a connect connection enough to the, to the point where you want to keep exploring, well, then we're not the right for each other. And I was like, Hmm. That's not bad. See me. Uh, she, Let me do that. Let's that, try it. What did she do for you? That six month work was not relating to her. That was just my own work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then trying to date her and then her ending it. And then I yes. said, all right, well, let, you know, maybe I need to go back into some self work. And then like 30 days into the, into the breakup, I'm like, wait a minute. She I saw the epiphany it. kicked in. I was like, oh, this is something. So then I started like Googling, like, like the, the hacks of, of like, is, if, here's the thing I've realized, did I give us a chance? Right. Right. So that's like, okay, well. What if I could potentially win her back? So I started getting like these texture X back programs and like all this crap. I started getting tactical. I started taking all my personal professional. I was like, all right, I'm shutting everything else down and just Creating, diving in on you're me. You're getting strat- strategic oh, yeah, on I'm this. Like, I don't want to do it. Nice. So <laughs> three months goes by and then like, you know, I'm playing all these things. And I'm like, it wasn't really playing, but I was like, I was testing it. I was like, is it worth it? Can I do this? And then one of the uh, programs taught me, they said, listen, if you're going to win her back, it's got to be a new you and a new her. She's already got pain tied to that that first year. 
And when I realized that, and I approached it from opening a new door. A yeah, new the experience. old relationship had to die. Yeah, and I didn't realize yeah. that. So, yeah. And then she was willing to give me a very short leash chance. Uh, and and I actually I, I went all in, man. And it was it was that's when I started feeling like free. Yes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good one. Please, please. I just want this is a great one uh, for uh, insecure avoidance like us. We want freedom. Mm. Yet what I discovered is I can't have freedom without a constraint. Mm. You must you you can't have freedom without constraint. It's kind of like, yeah, like I was I was married once and then I, I was I felt so constrained to just one woman. I was like, oh, I can't wait to have freedom. So then I divorce and I'm like, yes, I'm free. Yeah. Right. But then now I'm constrained by the urges of my freaking pants. Yep. Yep. So there's no freedom in that. I have no freedom because that's running the show. I'm a slave to that now. So one hand, I have freedom. On the other hand, I have constraint. Mm. And so now you just said it. You were like, I found her. I committed to her. Now I've constrained myself to one. Mm -hmm. And now I have freedom. I don't have to start looking outside. I can cultivate what I have. I have the freedom to make everything happen in my current And scenario. I can actually attest to this because I've said, yes. I've, I've mentioned stuff like this on other shows now because I really, that's part of the freedom, right? Like I don't care what the hell I say on my show these days because I'm like, I love that freedom of not worrying about what anybody else thinks. My vulnerability is wide open and I've had people like appreciate that I actually am this honest and transparency, the power of transparency, man. Oh my God, it's amazing. 100%. Um, but it goes back to, Earlier in the when we started the show, you were hinting about like a lot of what you speak on and you help people with is, is centered around the anxiety, right? Like, yeah, all of that the was transitional tied. anxiety. Yeah, it's all anxiety. But it's it like, is. I just didn't know enough. No. I, I needed to put yeah. in the work. I had to put in the work. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And you had to Anxi put in the work. Of course, of course. And so I love leading. I can't lead people where I haven't been. So I. I discovered that, you know, in the whole healing journey, we're talking about healing, the, the, the crowning jewel, the crowning jewel achievement of everybody's healing journey is a deep, secure, attached relationship hmm. because of the, on the other side of creating that security within yourself. Right. It's got to come from you first. And then all of a sudden, all of the, your relationship anxieties, your career anxieties, your lack of ability to emotionally regulate, your lack of a connection to a cause that's greater than you, that's all solved. On the so other is, side. is it weird that everything else, I don't want to say got easier, but everything mm -hmm. else started flowing. I'll go with flow, started flowing better. Right. Like the, the, for you the, the, after I, the relationship. Yeah. Well, well, after it's, committing and then me, oh, it seemed like to open up a, a flow state, a new flow state. Let me, ex let me explain to you why that is. Okay. That's 100% true. The reason why is that when you don't have your home base on lockdown and you don't have your masculine energy balanced out with that feminine, I'm imagining that your partner is a very feminine woman. Oh, yeah. Right? She, well, and she's an animal. She's a veterinary doctor. Uh, exactly. and, and chiropractic doctor for animals, mind you. So amazing. Yeah, right? uh, she's a very, she's a nurturer. Okay. Yeah. She's a nurturer. She, she's got that energy. I know because that's very, you know, that's a complimentary to yeah. what you got. Uh, actually, if it on. helps you, her common response is like, I, I'm a visionary, right? I, I, yes. I, I envision, she's I guess strategy and I execute her, her, her response is, um, she's a realist because she, yeah. I, I think it's that medical trained brain, very yeah. methodical. Uh, but love perfect it, so. yin and yang, perfect yeah. complementary. So what's happened is you've taken all that exaggerated uh, energy that's just kind of like a bull in a china shop. Oh yeah. And what's happened is you've now merged it beautifully with a home base, and you've committed to that. In other words, in energetic commitment, it's not like sleeping with one eye open. No, I can feel it from you that you are all in with her. Oh, yeah. And what's happened is now you've become a whole unit from that secure attached place you are able to go out in the world and take bigger risks because you feel stability at home and security at home. That's why you've gotten more into the flow state because your nervous system is now regulated. You're now embodied. You now feel whole and complete in the home base front. And that's why this is so important to, to, to make a priority. If you are on any healing journey to create a secure attachment at home, first by creating that within yourself, I pretty much 
step-by-step how to do that after being in that space where I was like, I can't, like, I don't feel safe. I don't feel connected to anything. I'm anxious all the time. I go from that place to really in your flow state, as you're talking about, there are specific, I had to dissect the specific steps to getting there. Once you do, all of a sudden you now can soar like an eagle because you're not constrained by your past complexes anymore. You're now a conscious co-creator. Well, and, and the, the reaction ended up being a second phase after that. Like once things started getting more serious and building, um, there was still a outstanding thing from my childhood that I wasn't dealing with, which the biggest thing was back to that piece on money and the knowledge of money and understanding money because she mm-hmm. grew up with no debt. Her, her family taught her very well, right? Yeah. And I never knew that. So we had- yeah clear opposites, but I was never yeah. willing to talk about it. I was never yeah. willing to open up about it. I acted, I acted like I had everything on lockdown Yep. and back to that vulnerability. So it's like, okay, am I going to risk what we've just restarted and started building yeah. and yeah. let something like this, like, she, I was like, wait a minute, you, she could help you, right? Yeah. She knows things differently. Than She's you. here to help you grow. Right. And for you to think that your healing journey is finished is, a, is an illusion oh, because yeah. every stage of the game, every trigger that comes up, now you talked about the money stuff that came up. Guess what's going to happen when you have a, a kid, when you guys have a kid oh, together? No, we don't have to worry about that. Okay, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> we are, well, we, I are, have we one. are super aunts and uncles. So Okay, great. Well, I have a baby on the way in October. In the midst okay, of so all this COVID stuff. And, and, uh, yes. And Talk wow. about transition in the time of love in the time of cholera or love in the time of COVID. Yeah. Um, what I discovered is that where, like Scott, in your case, when you were in your mother's womb, everything that she was going through, mm-hmm. all of her stress, all of her, was she wondering, is, is this guy, your father, is he going to be around or sure. not? right? If she's worried or not feeling safe and secure at all, that gets downloaded onto you. Oh, yeah. Your I, unconscious- I, I, I know my childhood. I was born in 77. Yep. Uh, my father was uh, trying to start his own uh, uh, cattle brokering business in New Jersey while mm-hmm. also taking over a dairy farm. And so like then, you know, my mom and him. So I have one older sister. I'm the middle child and then the younger brother. But they, we were all born during Chaos. that transition of trying to you know, start and grow a business, running a dairy farm, becoming parents. Like all, I guarantee you there's a whole lot of stress that got dumped into us. Totally, totally. And knowing that has now given me this amazing purpose that my relationship with Diana and having her feel safe is actually going to unconsciously impact every decision that my child is going to make for the rest of this, his or her life. Now, and are you tying that like, to just energy in general? Do you tie that to? I mean, I, I know I understand all the biology, you know, hormone influences, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. chemical reactions. Mm-hmm. So, is that you kind of address all that as a whole? Well, um, well, the thing is, is that your unconscious mind is developed the moment of conception to the age of eight. You're all mm-hmm. your unconscious mind is the only thing that gets information. So. All of the information, if they're fed with information of lack of safety, that is stored in the body and unconsciously directs the decisions that you make. Like the decisions that you make to keep going, 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 going. That's unconsciously met from that lack of safety feeling Ah. that you've been carrying with you since that time of your birth. So my my hard charger uh, uh, lifestyle is because – because well, of that. They had to keep going. Yeah. Right. And it's not your fault and it's their fault, but it's just something you didn't you, – you aren't consciously aware of. But that feeling of I'm not safe and the world – like the world is – I'm not safe and the world – the world isn't safe and I'm going to die of the keep going, going, going carries with you. And you don't realize it, but you're just like, okay, one million a year. Okay, no, five million a year. Okay, ten million a year. It's not enough. It's never enough that's that's your work to heal and when you do all of a sudden you're able to sit still you're able to be present you're able to have satisfaction in in the 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 small things and not have to constantly chase in service of this feeling of i'm of not enoughness that we carry with us so So we can totally tie this back to what's going on with covid right like everybody right now whether they liked it or not well, not everybody. A strong percentage of people are forced, I think, right now to finally start dealing with this. And 
Uh, and unfortunately, there's going to be a percentage of people that aren't, right? Because they're still letting their fears lead them, and they're right. not taking that time to take a deep breath, slow down. And heal. Yeah, heal. St- get inside. off of social media. Get off the negative news networks. Like, have you done yeah. any self-work in years, yeah. if at yeah. all? And, and so what I did um, – I came back from Thailand. I, I found out we were pregnant in mid-February. I had a bunch of live events, trainings that I do. I teach people how to heal from those intergenerational traumas. I basically show you where your pattern started from yeah. and then start you on the path of healing your relationship with that younger part of you that you've kind of fragmented from. Yeah, screen sharing and for so, our video watchers. Like you, oh yeah, all cool, your cool. programs yeah, yeah. and events are on your website at Dr. Yeah. Nima people, drnima.com. Yeah, and I created a, a, a show called Trigger Proof because it's really about expanding that space between stimulus and response by going back and reconnecting with that younger part of you you've disconnected from, you've dissociated from in service of attachments, mm. right? Oh, so I have that, a man. Ton- Unfuck your nervous system. That's a no-brainer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it starts with that, and it goes into healing your codependent patterns. Even like in your, you and I's case, Scott, where we were insecure avoidance, there's also the other type, which is the uh, insecure kind of anxious attached. So to heal those wounds, and so I discovered that I was going to be a dad, and then we got we got, I put a ring on it and we just uh, decided to get married. We're going to have a baby. And all of this is so that we can, I can create a community, uh, people around the world who are taking responsibility for using this time to heal their past attachment wounds. And I created a website, uh, a Facebook group called Trigger Proof, how to regulate stress and strengthen immunity during a crisis. So I give transmissions every day. Do you, uh, are you a fan? This, this is hilarious. This has been coming up a lot lately. We just did a podcast uh, on Friday, and I ended up bringing up this author here too, uh, Mel Robbins, uh, the five-second uh, five five rule. rule. Right? Yeah, love her. This totally She's aligns. Amazing. Like the whole fight or flight, five seconds, take a deep breath. Like just you you are psychologically, chemically, hormonally, and, and obviously per your, per your explanation, since childhood, you got that fight or flight, save you, protect you, and a lot of people aren't giving that at least five seconds of transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah. S- expanding that space. Be- like It's such a simple concept. Yes, the five-second rule, but in essentially what we're trying to do, it's a cultivate a practice. It takes about two years to master. Mm. Expanding that space so that when you get triggered, instead of going into fight or flight, which is rage or a freeze response, which is what most people are doing now, dissociating, and going into these old, knocked into these old childhood wounds, you can actually now become responsive rather than reactive. So they're being knocked back into these old wounds, but yeah. actually, and they're not realizing it because would you say it's comfortable? Even though it's a wound, they already know it. It's, it's familiar. It's familiar. It's familiar. Yeah, it's 100% familiar. So it's interesting time with this COVID pandemic because we can't fight it. So it's not, a, it's not something we can fight. Right. Right. I can't fight Trump. I can't fight a virus. I can't fight. We can't flight. I can't run. It's not like I can hop on a plane and go to Fiji and say, screw it all. Right. So the what's happening is as a collective, the entire planet is going through this massive freeze, which is a dissociation, which is a part of the nervous system kind of dysregulation ladder at the very bottom where we go into this freeze response, which is like a playing possum, playing dead, because which is very, which is a very intelligent adaptation our nervous systems do, because when we're met with a challenge we can't beat, like if we're being chased by a tiger, we then leave our bodies so that we don't have to feel the pain of being eaten by the tiger, or we play dead, maybe the tiger is going to go away. So we have an entire species on this planet right now at this time playing dead, are frozen, and they don't even know it. We're just so straight up avoidance issues. Yeah, Avoidance, self-numbing. Issues. Right. And so I'm trying to raise awareness that this is what's happening. And it's happening because we don't want to face our feelings. And those feelings don't come from COVID-19. They're old traumas that haven't yet been healed. So I'm committed to helping those mm. that are wanting to use this time to double up and invest in the most important thing that you can actually do is to create a secure attachment within yourself so that on the other side of this pandemic, you are ready for a new world because that old world, like in your old relationship, must die. And thank it good does. riddance. It does. 
good riddance because there's a lot of shit about that old world that I really am I'm I'm glad that we're we're not going to have back. Well, look at look at not, it like now the classic, time to create. Uh, like the classic uh, most of us from our childhood understand that little cartoons when you see the caterpillar becoming the butterfly, right? It's like <laughs> you have to shed your old self to kind of be born again, I guess, or or just be rebirth into a new mindset, right? Rebirth, a hundred percent. It's not just rebirth into a new mindset, but rebirth into a new reality in your body, where you now can create safety on the inside, rather than thinking this new job or this new stimulus package or money from Donald Trump is now going to rescue me. I can now create it within myself by going back and healing what this is really about, which is these old attachment wounds. I guarantee That's you what it's all about in the past two weeks, only once in a while, but I put, I would either respond to some friends and colleagues posts on that exact theme. I said, listen, guys, I'm a, I'm an SBA. Do I expect to see any money from the SBA? No, because that's where my mindset at, you know, I could expect this, what we call, you're not free waiting money. for a handout. No, I'm here. No. And that was in my post. I'm like, guys, we need to we need to recreate. We need to trigger innovation. You need to look at how you do business differently. And and on the exact alignment of that is look at how you're helping your fellow businesses do their businesses differently to survive mm -hmm. together. Yes, 100%. if I magically get this loan that magically becomes a grant, joy. Mm -hmm. That means I can yeah. hire more contractors and more outsourcers because I don't have employees. But I. I hire other companies, yeah. right? So if well, that happens, great. If not, then I'm going to keep innovating because that's my survivor mindset. Totally. And I'm a forward positive thinker. Not, right. I'm not going to waste my time being stuck back here. Like, sorry. Right. I'm already that's moving beautiful. on. beautiful. Well, the thing is, is that the word crisis, when you look at it in uh, kind of like Eastern, like Chinese Mandarin uh, uh, language, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on it. But a crisis is danger and opportunity. It's both. It's the two. It's the two together. So this crisis, this epidemic, this crisis. It is danger. There's threat, but it's also opportunity. So there's two words next to one another. Two okay. characters next to one another. Look it up. So crisis in in Chinese is danger and opportunity. And the thing that's going to make me be able to see opportunity. Okay. There's, there's the symbols. Okay. I, I translate yeah. this in Mandarin. So. Okay, cool. I can't say that. <laughs> but yeah, they, they re-reference it here as a, a climac, climacteric uh, disturbance yeah. or crisis. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there also, if you look at the, the – it, it, there's opportunity as well. Mm -hmm. And what's going to actually have me see opportunity, okay, mm -hmm. is the, 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 my nervous system. Okay. Is the regulation of my nervous system. If I'm dysregulated, I'm in a – unconscious wound my emotional brain takes over and i turn into a three-year-old wanting mommy and daddy i.e the government to sick to fix me right. when i've done my own healing work this becomes something i'm able to regulate and then step up into looking for opportunity to be able to serve a new world that needs me and eric hoffer said this is that in times of change the learners shall inherit the earth, while the learned mm. will find themselves beautifully equipped for a world that does not exist. Interesting. In times of change, the learners shall inherit the earth, while the learned, those who just know it all already and aren't willing to start learning new skills, will find themselves beautifully equipped for a world that does not exist. Well, if we, if we trace history back, because I'm a geek about that sometimes, um, I mean, the true philosophers, everybody saw them as being truly wise and all-knowing. But if, you, if we could ever go back in time and talk to them, from what I've studied, a true philosopher is always learning, right? Is yeah. always acquiring. They don't know yeah. everything. And mm -hmm. I think more of us could be more growth oriented if we realize totally. that and commit yeah. to that. And at this time where we're just forced to just kind of sit by ourselves, the most important skills that you can learn to help prepare you for the new world are these two. This is what I've, I've done a lot of study. Are you ready? You want to write these down. It's the Absolutely. two most important skills that you can learn, that you can learn to master and make a priority now more important than ever, because when you learn this now, you'll be able to transform every area of your life. The first skill is the ability to take your triggers that come up on a day-to-day -day basis in your relationships, when you watch the news, whatever, and to learn how instead of getting furious, getting curious and going inside 
and expanding that space between stimulus and response by healing the primary wounds this is bringing up. That's skill number one Hmm. that nobody ever taught us, but you can learn this and you can practice it. That's your healing journey. Skill number two is the ability to take a conflict with someone who is, you know, a partner, business partner, romantic partner, whoever, your child, your children, even to take a conflict. And instead of using that to tear you apart, use that conflict to create actually deeper intimacy with each other. Oh, interesting. I love that. So the con the trigger is not something we avoid. This if the trigger is something is what I teach my clients. It's something we move into because it provides valuable information of places, parts of myself I haven't yet loved. I can you learn that and heal that. Learn that skill. Skill number two is to take all of our relationship challenges, which are like at an all-time high right now, because people are kind of quarantined together and in lockdown together. So it's like all their shit that they've been avoiding is like in your face, bubbling to the surface. (laughs) Bubbling to the surface. We have a huge spike in domestic violence. We have a huge spike in divorces and breakups are going through the roof. Why? Because we can't stop. We can't like nobody's been dealing with their shit. We can't bullshit any longer. Exactly. And so the ability to take a conflict, let's say you and I are friends and we get into a disagreement. Normally I'll be like, fuck you. I'm out of here. Like, I don't want to hear from you versus, okay, well, this is what I came up for me, Scott, when this happened and to take that conflict between us and create a deeper bond out of it, a deeper relationship out of it. Those two skills, if you can learn that and master that and invest in the growth and the learning of that, not only will you come through the COVID pandemic like like like, like a champ. more gliding through, but throughout your entire life, the quality of every relationship, which is what makes your life experience so worth it, completely will transform. Well, and I love where you're going with this because we are coming towards the end of the show. But I mean, I wrote these down. I don't have in these words, but this has been part of my later, uh, more recent growth is that, yeah, do I still struggle with it from time to time? Absolutely. You hinted at it. You're never going to stop learning. You're never going to stop no. growing. There's always going to be new possible conflicts or little crises. Uh, but this goes back to why like, uh, when I started Live the Fuel, people were like, well, how do you become such an adrenaline junkie? And, and like, I, I go skydiving. People think I'm crazy. I'm like, well, guys, like everything else, once you do it once, it gets easier every time you get there. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have failures. Those are the most powerful things you learn from. But then the more you do it, the better it gets, the easier it gets, the more aware you become. Uh, now, these skills you just talked about, are these in – I know you got a free training, like a five-step blueprint that helps people kind of wrap their heads around what it is you do next, right? So is that called out at all in that as far as 100%. connecting Okay. I basically teach you step-by-step how to become trigger-proof, which is yeah. the skill to learn right now. And I want to give anybody who's watching uh, – well, actually, let me – um, da, 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 da. let me give you a, a, a more up-to-date one that I just finished. Sure. The one that you have is useful. Well, and again, Definitely this probably won't that. air for maybe a month, but we can put that, okay. uh, whatever link or whatever you come up with, we'll you put bet. that in the show notes and the blog notes. We'll put it on the social yeah. media posts, et cetera. So. Totally. So there's a virtual workshop that I have that I sell online for 97, but I'll give you the promo code for it. And if you just put the promo code, it's, it's completely uh, free for anybody who's watching or listening. Um, so it's drnema.com slash VW1, virtual workshop one, and the promo code is triggerproof. And it's a 90-minute training on the exact steps that you need to take in order to become triggerproof. And it's got case studies there, just all the things that you need to do from nervous system regulation to clearing your past resentments and grievances. You make a list of all of them to learn how to dance with that shadow, to have to how to cultivate conscious empathy versus unconscious empathy, and then to have community, a tribe, and 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 guidance. Like all of those steps will be outlined for you. I love you. that. And what you said was drdeem.com slash VW1. VW1. There you go, ladies. Yes. And so we'll there make it sure is. That right gets there. updated. Um, I, I like where people. I, I love it when I bring on guest co-hosts who have they already have resources ready to go. Right. It's like ready okay. to go for you. Yeah. It's like guys. Ah. Okay, here you go. It's there's people out there. No matter what podcast you go on, that I know can benefit from stuff like this. So 100. And this is perfect yeah. right now because everybody's forced to be virtual. So you could do this at any time in your free time. 
hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, and there it is. You have it right there on the screen. If you just, if you just, um, in the promo code, you go to uh, for payment under the promo code. You just put in um, uh, trigger proof, all lowercase. That's okay. free. It's a hundred percent. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Basically, to give you intimacy upgrade. I love it. We'll make sure that's noted out because we're going to get this up right away in the Facebook this evening. So I'll make sure that's actually in there. Trigger proof, all lowercase. Um, and then that and way you it, got an early teaser to share out there, ladies and gentlemen. 100%. And if anybody has any specific questions, my uh, Instagram handle, at Dr. Nima, uh, you really were kind of ready to take ownership of all of that. Make sure you join my Facebook group, Trigger Proof. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, that'll be there. It's how to heal, how to regulate uh, stress and strengthen immunity during a crisis. I do a transmission every day, answer questions there. And uh, I have a live event coming up oh, so yeah? for my clients. Virtual? virtual live event. Cool. Yeah, on Sunday. Um, and I do them at least once a month where we it's a five-hour deep dive into un uprooting your patterns and then working on a game plan to heal them. Okay. So that you can create secure attachments and then feel connected to your body and and not such an anxious mess all the time. Found the group. There it is. That's it. I love it. Uh, you know, you'll appreciate this. I just rebranded my Facebook group. For years, it's been called The Fuel Tank because everything I do mm -hmm. is about fueling people. Mm -hmm. And then through the recent weeks, I just had an epiphany over the weekend. I went to go help a friend clear a wooded lot for his home. So I got mm -hmm. to have social distancing, two acres to myself to channel my old uh, chainsaw skills from my wild and firefighting days. And I got to drop Amazing. the trees to, for his, and to help him get this place where his, his fiance and him will build their new home. Nice. So it was, it was such a good experience. So I'm driving, you know, uh, I'm driving home from that uh, helping. And I was like, wait a minute, you know, I've been thinking about this fuel tank thing. So I was like over four years now of podcasting, even though we fuel your healthy business, your lifestyle mindset, it's always been there. Mindset, mindset, mindset. Mm. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to rebrand the, the group, you know, the fuel, the fuel up mindset. I'm all about fueling people up. So Beautiful. I love that there's other groups like you out there. Like you're, you're, you have a very specific niche that trigger proof, but I yeah. think all the time there's enough negative Nancy social media out there right now. If there's people like you, me and others, if we could at least create these communities where people know that the only thing happening in there is positivity, you, you have less excuses to not surround yourself with better people that 100%. care about the same thing. Beautiful, yeah, absolutely. And what we've discovered, what's lately coming out in the realm of mindset is that it's not about mindset anymore, it's about the body. Mm. My, your, your body is your unconscious mind and that's the one in control. That's the one, if it's dysregulated, you, we must get out of our minds and get into our bodies and create a sense of safety by connecting to the wounded younger self that didn't feel safe, hmm. that didn't feel seen, that didn't feel heard and is doing, doing, doing unconsciously to compensate for that. So that's where you, that's where trigger proof comes because mindset didn't stop my triggers from running my life. Right. I could look back afterwards when I was fully resourced to be able to go, oh, geez, well, that makes sense. But what about in that moment when, my, when I'm activated and I go into fight or flight or I'm dissociated, am I able to return back out of my mind and into my body and now run the show rather than having my unconscious ego take over that's the work i'm loving this i'm gonna make sure also while this video processes after we're done here that uh we get that group shared out to our with the fuel fans that also into i will i'll make i will personally share this into my facebook group because it's all about having the right communities right people Beautiful. are drawn to certain things right now people are going to hear this message or see your graphic and that's going to connect with them it's like wait a minute yeah i'm stressed out i got anxiety i want to become trigger proof there you go mm. So, well, well, listen, Dr. Neema, I've had a blast today, and uh, I, this is why I love podcasting. I, love, I have great conversations. It's super fun. Uh, but since you're the guest co-host uh, and you have such a powerful message, I ask my guest co-host to help close the show out. Mm -hmm. And this is just – it could be final words for you to leave behind on an inspirational note. But actually, over the past couple of years, I've now asked people, like, you know what? If you've got a legacy message that is all-encompassing, great opportunity to share it because then people – People, even if they forgot everything we shared today, they understand yeah. like what Dr. Nima cares about. <laughs> All right. So what do you got? Okay, I'm going to leave you with a little rap that I wrote. Ah, there we go. 
Okay. All right. When they tell you let it go, you can try with all your might. The problem's that your nervous system's still in fight or flight. The stress ain't gone. It's still in plain sight. You got to find a way to turn around the fight. My name is Dr. Nima. Adjusting spines is my game. Now I'm spitting lyrics. To me, it's all the same. Correcting your structure, improving what you eat, dissolving your stress by adjusting your beliefs. I wasn't born a rapper, but I'm a rapper at heart. It connects me to my young and my playful part. I'm in my mid-40s. Is that too late to start? What I'm lacking in my rap technique, I make up for with heart. The dancing, the rhymes, healing spines and minds, combining everything you love makes you feel fine. So don't hold back if there's a song you need to sing and dance like you don't care who's watching. That's some strong work. Listen, hang tight when you be public by all the air. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I can officially say in four years of podcasting, nobody has closed out a show quite like that. So that was awesome. I was impressed. Uh, we got to get that recorded and stuck somewhere because that was great, man. Listen, again, hang tight. I'll give you a proper goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Nima did it today. We're here to fuel your health, your business, your lifestyle. Check out that trigger proof, how to regulate stress plus strengthen immunity, uh, the Facebook group. Check out drnima.com. Uh, we're going to link that promotion there or again, drnima.com. And uh, I, I got to tell you, man, he, he, he clarified it. Mindset. But connecting back to the body, this is everything we need right now. So thanks for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. And remember, you too can live the fuel. I'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at LiveTheFuel.com. 